Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode 200 and something of A Wild Podcast Has Appeared. I am one of your hosts, Christian Hoffer, and I am joined today by Megan Peters. Hi, hello. And we are not joined by Jim Viscardi, which means it's the best kind of Pokemon podcast episode because there's no one at all to stop me and Megan from talking about all of our mutual interests that aren't Pokemon. So you guys are all in for a treat today. Oh, yeah. The tangents will be a plenty. The uh, Geodude slights will be abound. It's, it's, the whole, it's the whole nine yards, you know? Yeah, this is, this is going to be the best kind of episode. Uh, so what, what exactly is a wild podcast has appeared? If you are stumbling onto our podcast for the very first time, we are a Pokemon podcast. We talk about all things Pokemon. We talk about Pokemon, the games. We talk about Pokemon, the card games. We talk about Pokemon, the anime. We talk about Pokemon, the toys. We talk about Pokemon, the plushies. We talk about Pokemon, the lifestyle. And we... uh, yeah, it's not just a hobby. It's like a full-blown lifestyle when you get when you get into the Pokemon world, when you're like really invested. Yeah, it doesn't just yeah. stop. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, so uh, I'm trying to think about uh, what else. What's some of the other stuff that Jim says at the start of every episode? Uh, the, the episodes themselves are divided into roughly three parts. Uh, the, the, the first part is a, a, we, a breakdown of the news. We've got some cool TCG stuff to talk about this week. Um, uh, and along with the usual Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Raid news. Uh, then we get into a deep dive, and today, me and Megan are going to be talking about underrated starter Pokemon. Not what Poke starter Pokemon is the best, but what starter Pokemon should really get some more love. Uh, and right. then uh, we're going to end things with a fun Pokefact of the Week, which to this this one actually... Uh, surprised me. I was pleasantly surprised by this one, uh, and uh, we'll we'll dig dig down into it. Uh, no, no, no. We're not talking about overrated starter Pokemon, and it's impossible to to overrate Bulbasaur because you know there's no higher rating that you can get than number one. So uh, you know that that takes care of that. Uh, I don't know if we have any new reviews. Uh, uh, give me, give me. To one be honest, second. Jim keeps track of them, but the last one that we got was a secret dig at Geodude at the very end. But yeah, importantly, it was a it was a bonus for Vaporeon, which you know I love that. So yeah, that's that's actually the last one that I see too. So if you want to support 
our podcast. The best way that you can do so is by leaving us a five-star review. And if you, uh, you know, leave us a five-star review and we end up reading it live on the air, Jim will send you a sticker. Jim may or may not also send you a $20 bill. He probably won't, but who knows? Maybe he'll be feeling generous. Yeah, it's um, almost uh for I'm sure I'm sure for legal reasons we do have to say he will not be yeah, a actually, dollar bill. Actually, uh, you, if it is, it is actually just monopoly money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, that that was just me me trying to uh, do to Jim what Jim has done to so many old ladies over the years, and that is uh, take take his money uh, and and uh, uh, I can't even think of the word. We're gonna move on. We're going to go new- because speaking of taking money, didn't we finally get an update from the Pokemon company about all the money that their trading card game, uh, you know, a little thing, you know, if you listen to our episode last week, you will uh, know, but it just as a quick recap, if you didn't know, uh, basically a bunch of reports have come up over the last several weeks and kind of came to a head that a bunch of really uh, coveted uh, <laughs> Pokemon cards uh, seem to have been uh, taken from a factory and appeared online for sale and it became a whole situation so hoffer i need an update yeah so uh we we asked the pokemon company for a statement and you know the pokemon company never gives out statements about you know not nice stuff uh (laughs) but in this particular case this is a big enough story that they actually provided comicbook.com and a few other sites with an official statement which reads We take the protection of our IP and associated products very seriously. This matter, referring to the alleged factory theft, remains under investigation and we cannot comment on details at this time. However, we can confirm that Sword and Shield booster packs and products were shipped to retail as intended and we have no indication that the integrity of the products were impacted by any confirmed or unconfirmed theft. Furthermore, we continue to significantly invest in both the production and security of our TCG business. We value the faith our fans put in us and our product, and these investments are intended to help us continue to maintain their trust. So to, to, to provide a little bit of context on what... Break down le- that PR statement. That was a lot of jargon right there. Yeah, so you have to understand something about how the Pokemon cards are produced, okay? Um when Pokemon cards are printed, uh, they are loaded into different boxes, basically, you know, basically long boxes, which are then taken to a literal sorting machine, who, which then goes and determines the distribution. So, you know, in uh, the current packs, there's, you know, they, they put all their reverse hollows in one, you know, uh, bin and they put all their commons and their uncommons. And, you know, th- they're that way, the, the sorting machine actually knows what the, uh, what the distributions are supposed to be. Likely what happened was these cards were stolen before they got to the sorter. They they could have been stolen uh, straight off like the the printing line. They could have been stolen, you know, from a closet where they keep the secret rares. But in the event that, you know, the evolving skies was running low on secret rares, for instance, they wouldn't have, you know, just gone, well, there's no more secret, you know, there's no more Moonbrions to send out. They would have just printed more. So it probably, you know, the, the Pokemon company, while, while people are really cheesed about this and they have every right to be, um, 
the Pokemon company is probably being truthful when they say that the the pool rates of Evolving Skies and other stuff probably weren't impacted by the the theft. Now, and assuming, and this is a big assumption, that the Pokemon company was actually able to shut this all down because you know uh, there's there's lot there were a lot of stolen cards, but you know the Pokemon company and uh, we have backing from. Um, Trading Card World, which is the uh, actual card store, which helped, you know, you know, which basically someone came to them and said, hey, we've got all of this. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, we've got all these cards. Uh, and the Trading Card World called the Pokemon Company is like, hey, someone's been stealing stuff from your factory floor. Um, so as long as that was the only major theft, and who knows, I, I can't talk in any sort of uh, authority about that. Um, but if this was the major card theft, then we probably won't have a gold star situation, which happened about 15 years ago, where uh, somebody stole a bunch of the gold star legendary beast cards and then eventually flooded the market. So if you take a look at like what the gold star cards from that era are, uh, the Entei, Suicune, and Raikou cards are significantly lower priced because somebody flooded the market with, with you know cards stolen from the, the factory floor. And so they, they just don't hold the value. Um, and, you know, the fact that Moonbreon... And so people thought that maybe the Moonbreon cards were impacted and there was a worse pull rate because they were stolen from the factory. And that's probably just not the case. Yeah, it seems like kind of we got confirmation of the fact that, you know, Pokemon made sure that the pull rate that they, they intended to have hit the market did hit the market, that, the, the, that there was no, you know accidentally manufactured scarcity beyond what they intended to make scarce uh, with those uh, card series. So it looks like those cards will definitely hold their value if not go up because of all of this nonsense. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just what I'm, I like how in their statement, you know, kind of dissecting kind of the PR comment, um, which is, you know, a lot of fancy terminology to say basically no comment, but we're looking into it, <laughs> uh, is uh, is basically, I think it's interesting that they said that they're looking to make investments into their production and security, yeah. um, you know, with, well, the, with their TCG. And we know production-wise, we have seen them acquire printing studios here, you know, uh, that they can, you know, have better control and access of like what they're producing. I'm, I want to know more. And I know obviously we'll never know because that flies in the face of, you know, making security, uh, you know, changes or, you know, upgrades. You don't tell anybody about them, but I'm, I just want to know like, what, what, what is the security measure now well, uh, for, for preventing the situation from, ha from happening? We, we do know, I mean, based on the timeline of when all of this could have gone down, uh, you know, we, we do know that, you know, the, the Pokemon company literally bought, you know, a printing factory in 2021, mm -hmm. likely after the actual thefts occurred. Now, based on I, I don't believe that the investigation started until 2022. That was like the timeline that was given by the card uh, card store that is involved in all of this. So uh, it's unclear just how how much they knew about this beforehand. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, like I said, this is just a, one of the more one of the weirder stories that i've covered and you just don't think like something like this is going to happen to the pokemon company that that's there they they are pretty locked down i mean it's it's always kind of amazing when these leaks do happen we had 
uh, you know, the, the Scarlet Violet leak was due to, uh, was it Pokemon Home Database, I believe, got updated mm-hmm. uh, in advance. Mm-hmm. And that's how those got leaked. Uh, you know, obviously, Sword and Shield got leaked by a, um, it was uh, a reviewer, a reviewer in, uh, I believe, por- either Portugal or Argentina. I can't remember which one. Yeah. Um, uh, for some reason, see, those two countries are nothing alike, but I knew it's one of the two of them. Um, th- that's how those got leaked. Um, I'm trying to think how Sun and Moon uh, got leaked. Um, I can't remember because that was a while ago. So, I mean, the 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 reality is with the Pokemon company and the Pokemon franchise in general, the, the Pokemon franchise is a you know the biggest franchise in the world. Um, so, you know, there's just going to be a lot more scrutiny over this than there will be for other stuff. Although, you know, it happens to everyone. Uh, The entire, uh, you know, just to give some, you know, I guess we're just talking about leaks in general now. I Mm -hmm. have no idea. Uh, This is turned from theft to leaks. Um, uh, Magic the Gathering, their new set, which hasn't come out yet and won't come out yet for another like six to eight weeks. Um, got totally leaked online. Like it was like a mini set, so it was only like fifty cards. But we know what all those cards are because uh, a retailer messed up, sold them to a uh, magic YouTuber, who then pr- proceeded to post all of them on the internet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, it's it's yeah, it's it is definitely an unfortunate situation. And again, I I think it's important what you said, like the intense scrutiny on Pokemon. It's going to be more intense because there are just so many eyes on it. And I mean, if you look at things, you know, like, you know, right now, the big situation is dipping into our Zelda love is, you know, there have been street copies, you know, reportedly noted of Tears of the Kingdom, which is the new Zelda game coming yeah. out um, because physical copies have been shipped to certain regions across the world uh, to prepare for its release next month. Um, so obviously spoilers are going to be coming out, which is a really unfortunate situation. We saw that with the Pokemon games, as Christian just mentioned, we see it with TCG situations, um, you know, as this kind of delineation between like, digital communication physical media continues to have this weird wibbly wobbly relationship it's just almost impossible to keep the lid on certain situations um which is one reason i'm impressed that the pokemon company kept the whole situation about these cards and this theft as quiet for as long as they did yeah um but now that you know they seem to be making strides to prevent this from happening again um you know i'm just i'm just so curious i want to know like what are they doing with factory workers like do they have to like turn out all their pockets like do the whole you know kit and oh, uh, I bet. what does that situation look like but you well, know, they probably, we'll never know they probably had to do that beforehand too because you know like yeah. okay so i used to work in a um I, I used to work in manufacturing back in like my high school days. Um, and I worked for a potato chip plant. Um, and, you know, we had security who, you know, and like the thing was, you know, we could get bags of chips. Like there were always bags of chips available to us, like a little potato chip factory. We could always eat chips in the break break room. Like they always had something out from whatever was the line of the day, but try to take those home. Uh, nope. Nope, nope, mm-hmm. nope, nope. We always, the security people, they looked and, you know, they kept an eye on that sort of stuff. Uh, so, and that was with freaking potato chips. So <laughs> Very different from Pokemon. You know, uh, so, you know, I'm, sur- sh- I'm sure what happened was, was somebody snuck this out through like 
like a trash shoot or something like that. Um, and and Again, you know, I need that Ocean's Eleven movie about this. It's just wild. It is yeah. wild. But you know, at least the Pokemon Company, we we got some sort of acknowledgement about the situation. So it's probably the best we'll we'll get about this situation. You know, they'll probably want to keep it as internal as possible. But you know, we we well, have a little bit more information. Speaking of the Pokemon TCG, Megan, I have a treat for you. Let me know what uh, is it. So over in Japan, they have announced a uh, new. EV uh, collaboration set. Uh, I'm going to pull it up, and it is with uh, the artist uh, Yu uh, Nagaba, uh, who mm. uh, does these like line ills, very simple line illustrations. Mm -hmm. So they are releasing a special box of all the EV evolutions um, uh, with the various cards, and it comes with um, you know variant cards featuring each EV evolution up. Uh, uh, Richard, can we take a look at some of these, uh, some of these cards? So here's what they look uh, like. Apologies. Uh, this, oh my this... gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these are great. Um, yeah. the Vaporeon. I love looking you, if you were just listening to this right now, pause, go look up these, uh, the, yeah. the Yu Nagaba Pokemon card game collaboration. These are adorable. Yeah, the the uh, yeah, Jolteon's another great one. Flareon might be my favorite of these. Yeah, they're just simple black and white, you know, little sketches. No, no backgrounds, nothing like that. I love how their eyebrows are all furrowed, <laughs> so they yeah. all look incredibly grumpy, uh, which I identify with just on a personal level. Uh, oh, that's a cute one. Espeon's um, uh, looking cute. He did a Pikachu collaboration. Mm -hmm. uh, a few oh, Sylveon years ago. is the only one that looks like remotely. Yeah. <laughs> Sylveon is the only one that looks like it's like kind of happy to be here. Yeah, that's really cute. That's that's incredibly cute. Well, Glaceon looks pretty happy. That's like okay. The, yeah, the Glaceon. The Glaceon is great. That's like one like the first times I've been like, yes, Glaceon, great Pokemon. 10 uh, out usually, of 10. Would love. Yeah. Usually I'm just not high on Glaceon, but this one, yeah, no, I'm I'm all for it. Now, see, here's the thing. I'm going to need this collaboration to provide me with, like, a phone case. I need it to provide me with, like, posters. I need T-shirts. I definitely need T-shirts. That should go without, you know, mentioning. I would. I want a T-shirt with just all those. They just kind of look so derpy. <laughs> They're so good. I, I love I them. Love them. The, the worst part about this is this. So so the nice thing is you probably, as long as you don't mind paying for international shipping and the whole secondary market prices, uh, they will probably have shirts with uh, these on. Uh, the bad news is, Megan, um, these cards will probably never come to the United States. Oh, there's no, I would be shocked, stunned and surprised. The only way you're getting these cards is if... Uh, you are like doing trade shows, conventions, trading with people who are overseas. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, truly unfortunate. If, if only one of us were going to Japan, say, I don't know, the, the second week of August, uh, perhaps to cover a certain Pokemon World Championship. Uh, but who I mean, knows? hey, that, that'd be great. Good luck getting them at that point. Who, who, who knows? Uh, you know, I, I, I will say this if, if that, you know, does come to pass, I, I, I'm almost positive that they would have some of these put aside for that. Um, uh, in other Pokemon TCG news in Japan, I didn't even put this on the rundown. Apparently, we're all we're talking about today 
is the TCG because we've got like five more minutes before our commercial break. And apparently to heck with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I want to talk about this because this is another thing that you'll appreciate, Megan. Uh, they released the new uh, Pokemon TCG set over in Japan. Like, the, you know how they, they released two separate mm -hmm. sets. Uh, one of them, Clay Burst, uh, has not only entirely sold out, it caused a run on Pokemon cards. They don't have any stock anywhere in Japan. They, oh no! Poke, uh, Japan is sold out of Pokemon cards. Look at that! Look, look, look at what the consumers have cost. Would Would you like to know why? I'm gonna assume it's because of anime girls. It is because of anime See, girls. That's the thing. Here's the situation, guys. I work in anime and animation professionally. It's my life. It is my job. It is my passion. There is one thing I can promise you will cause a sellout. It's gonna be anime girls. It is Iono. Uh, so of course, of course. <laughs> you know, just cracking up. It's like, wait a second. The the fictional influencer caused a run on Pokemon cards, and like oh. I took a look at her. So you know, obviously she's got not only a normal card but also an illustration rare and a secret illustration rare. And I'll be honest, I'm not impressed. Like that, like you know, Miriam, which was the anime girl in the first set. I I guarantee that every. Scarlet and Violet set will have its own anime girl, like a hundred percent, like every oh, yeah. last last one of them. Oh um, yeah! Like, uh, can you can you imagine? Well, we already had Penny. Uh, I don't know if what's her face, uh, the 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 really enthusiastic rival character, is really going to draw in like the uh, oh. interest. Um, I but I mean, like, when you look at Iono, I mean, she already plays. I mean, VTubers and virtual YouTubers and those kind of AI idols like Hatsune Miku, you mm -hmm. know, Vocaloid, any of those kind of things, they are massive. And I need to stress this for people who are listening, who look at that maybe outside of Japan or in different, you know, depending on what fandoms you're into and think like it's a really niche thing. They are massive. And I mean massive in Japan. Vocaloids and VTubers are like full on ambassadors for culture um, and tourism in Japan. They are hugely popular. So Iono was kind of the perfect storm for Pokemon. It's anime girl, it's Pokemon, and she's like a virtual influencer YouTuber character. Uh, so it had literally everything going for her. So yeah, this is in no way surprising to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't... The only thing that shocked me was that the Pokemon company was totally taken aback. Like, they, I, yeah, that's surprising. They should have known their market. I could have told them that. <laughs> yeah. And they, they straight up were just like, yeah, no, we're making more. We're making so much more. And it got to the point where they're like, we might just make this, make this set like uh, a uh, print on demand set, mm -hmm. which would be the first time that the Pokemon company has ever done something like that. Yeah. I, this just, just, in terms of kind of like the Venn diagram of these markets colliding, yeah, this is just the perfect storm for Iono. I mean, I'm I don't really care for the character necessarily, uh, but yeah, that the, the their fandom overseas. Whew. Yeah, I I mean, what are the I, cards going for roughly? Uh, Two thousand dollars. Now, see, that's that's a that's upsetting. Yeah. That's upsetting. Yeah, wow. Two, two, $2, wow, that's a wow. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? Like two thousand dollars right now. What member of the bourgeoisie is buying that? Because <laughs> it's not me, man. Even with my tax return, I can't do that. So uh, it makes me worried. So you know, me, me, and my uh, eight-year-old, we as like a bonding activity, we're trying to collect full sets of Pokemon cards, and uh -huh. so you know, we're 
you know, we're probably, I think we got about 200 of the 250 cards in Scarlet and Violet, like the base oh, set. No. And, you know, like, but I was like doing the math on like how much more this would cost me. And, you know, I mean, it's going to cost a bit of money because we're to the point where it just makes more sense to get the singles than to just mm -hmm. keep like, you know, uh, running your luck because we, we basically have all of the non-secret rares. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, like the worst card in that set is Miriam and it's only going for like 50, 60 bucks. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that's in the grand scheme of things, not not awful, like, you know, mm -hmm. expensive if... Uh, you know, it, it is expensive and, you know, definitely makes it turns this into a luxury, uh, you know, hobby. But, you know, in terms of top tier Pokemon cards, not that bad. Right. I am very worried for Paldea Evolved if this is going to keep up. Oh, uh, oh yeah. And this is a real quick note before we move on to our second section of the podcast, because this is tangent time. Uh, but we're talking about TCGs just in general. And I've written about this rather extensively. I know, Christian, you've seen it. But what like the world's rarest Yu-Gi-Oh cards currently up for auction. Uh, and it's currently like bidding for close to $200,000 USD over on eBay right now. Uh, if you're not aware of the Yu-Gi-Oh lore, uh, I highly recommend uh, you check it out once we speak of it. Uh, but basically, the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh!, uh, worked with Make-A-Wish Foundation to create a one-of-a-kind uh, official TCG card called Tyler the Great Warrior uh, for a fan, Tyler Gressel, who as a kid had a very aggressive form of cancer. You know, he was luckily, you know, past that stage in his life and is now oxygen. Oxi oh, wow, I cannot speak right now. He is now auctioning. I was trying to say oxygenating, which is not the word I needed. <laughs> He's trying to auction off uh, this very rare card that has been like on lists for decades of like mm. the rarest TCG cards out there. It's one of a kind. Like people will mention it up there with like, you know, the, the illustrator Pikachu card in terms yeah. of rarity, uh, except there's literally just this one card uh, that was created that can be used. Uh, so it's currently on auction for another, I think it's a little over five days on eBay within like the first hour, the, the auction hit a hundred thousand and it's still just like, going up in price part of the proceeds are going to make a wish foundation uh the rest are kind of you know just to be there for grussell uh but you know especially in the wake of you know unfortunately the death of the Yu-Gi-Oh creator uh it's definitely a little rare piece of tcg history that i definitely recommend people look up it's just got a really you know nice story to it of how that card came to life and to see that you know it's finally up for auction it's crazy because people were like uh-uh that's never going live. Uh, but here it is in the year of 2023. It's uh, You can buy it if you have several hundred thousand dollars to spare. Uh, I did see, and continuing the TCG's tangent, um, uh, I did see that um, Yu-Gi-Oh! is re-releasing like all of the, like, the classic cards, like the cards. Oh, yeah, it's anniversary. It's, it's, yeah. it's like 20-whatever, 25th, 20th anniversary pack is amazing. The the hilarious thing is, I was reading about now. I don't. I I haven't played Yu Gi Oh in twenty five years or something like that. Like I I used to play. I had a couple of good decks. Just jump back uh, in. It still doesn't make any sense. But it, I mean, it doesn't. We're just we're just having fun with it over here. <laughs> uh, but it, I was reading about how a lot of like the classic cards, like the blue eyes, still relevant to the meta game. Oh, incredibly so. Like like Dark Magician, you can use a lot. Griba, a lot of the like old school cards still have very relevant meta yeah which that cracks me up like i i really hope that you know um 
you know, Pokemon obviously will never be like that. My my son, I gave him the I, I told I think I mentioned this last week for his birthday. I got him the Mew promo card, like not ancient Mew, but just the Black Star promo mm-hmm. of Mew. And he asked me, he's like, "Oh, this is so cool. Why does it only have fifty HP?" <gasps> oh, that hurt my soul a little bit. Oh, but like- that's so true. He's just like, why? Why is Mew so weak? <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like this is how it all they all used to be, bud. Uh, yeah, they, we weren't dealing in the like triple digits constantly at that yeah. point. You know? Oh man, man. Uh, that that that's that's amazing. Uh, Hurry a little bit. That's that's <laughs> that's good. I love that. <laughs> so uh, we are at twelve thirty, so we should probably take our break to help pay for the show. But yeah. when we come back in one minute, uh, we will do a quick wrap up of, you know, the other non card news. Apparently, me and Megan are just geeking out about cards today. Hey, look, uh, be- there's just a lot of TCG news to talk about. There was there really like, like was. a surprising amount. <laughs> uh, so when we get back, we'll finish up the news and then we'll talk a little bit about underrated starters. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm just going to say, if you were watching the, for one of the reasons you should watch the show live on Twitch is because our commercial music and our like lead in music might be the best like music in the biz. Like it, I don't it really like does truly slap. Like I do not hype up our podcast. Like I'm not a big fan of like, Oh, we're the best podcast that there ever was or anything like that. We're a good podcast. I like, I like how like one of our main things is we're like, Oh, listen to our podcast. It's about Pokemon. Pokemon's great. We have excellent music. It's never, you know, we have excellent thought provoking discussions about Pokemon and it's, you know, impact on the cultural zeitgeist. It's always nah music slaps <laughs> yeah music's great like yeah we always smoke. we just boil it down <laughs> low Prop, music slap props to our production team for oh, their yeah, excellent constantly. choice in uh in music uh so let's let's finish up the news really quick this oh, yeah. is what happens every time that's just me and megan there is nobody to like go nope we're going to move on we're going to move on Can we get there eventually it's like a slow ramble you know, it's yeah. not so much street signs as it is just a nice meandering. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the next Pokemon Scarlet and Violet seven star raid is coming. It's Inteleon uh, as an ice type. Uh, and that hey. begins this weekend. Uh, and, um, you know, basically do not bring your fire or uh, rock types to this fight because uh, they will uh, they will get murdered by Inteleon. Um, but you know, it's it's probably going to be another uh, Iron Hands or Annihilate uh, session. Uh, mm-hmm. I I got my Annihilate ready to go to just beat the tar out of that you know James Bond gecko. Um, so that's that's what I'll be using. Um, 
I actually do have an Iron Hands, which I have not like brought up to like snuff yet. Like it's not like seven star ready, and maybe I should get get it <laughs> get it there so I can use something different. Uh, but yeah, so raids they're happening still. Uh, which everyone was kind of wondering what what they were going to do after they did the Hisuian starters, you know, because uh, you know even though uh, Typhlosion and you know uh, Samurott uh, aren't you know you know they're they're they they aren't in their Hisuian forms, there was very clearly a Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, sort of vibe going to them. So everyone wondered what would happen next, and the answer is we're doing Sword and Shield apparently. Uh, so look forward to that this coming weekend. Um, but the Scarlet and Violet stuff is what actually got me to thinking about what we should talk about as our big topic of the week. We're kind of in the slow period, not a lot of big like Pokemon news to like really break down unless you love TCG stuff. And then we're just going to talk about it through the entire front half of the podcast anyways. So I figured yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's, man, you know, just wait until that Disney card game comes out. Uh, we're we're all in so much trouble because Jim, I think, is going heavy on that one. Um, and that is going to be, oh, they, they should just give us a card show to talk about every week. Um, oh, I mean, well, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I can't say I'm that interested, but oh man, just, me. just, just wait until the, uh, the, the gameplay of that game has what really like turned me in from, uh, okay. Yeah, sure. Until like, uh, yes, it actually looks like a good card game. Unlike mm. I, as much as I love Pokemon trading card game, it's a terrible card game. Just an absolutely awful deck building game. I hate it. Um, it's not very much fun. Um, it's too reliant on like you having like the right mix of energy. Like you could just get totally there. There's sometimes there's just no way to mitigate like a really bad draw. Like um, and I don't like that. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, there's more nuance in the Disney game. Anyways, uh, but uh, the Pokemon stuff got me to thinking about starter Pokemon and I uh, like Antillian is not a Pokemon that I have thought about in a hot moment. Um, I think about it constantly uh, that and um, you know, it is um, uh, uh, Antillian is uh, hang on really quick. Sorry. I have to. So uh, Antillian, I haven't really thought about and I was like, man, Antillian really is a cool Pokemon and I love Sobble. What other starter Pokemon are Pokemon that you don't think about, but are great. Um, so, and that is why we're going to talk about underrated starters. Yeah, so this is not the discussion for Charmander to, through the Charizard line. It's basically not a conversation for any of the, the first gen. <laughs> They're, they all, you know, Squirtle, Charmander, Bulbasaur, they, they, they're fine. I think, we can, I think we can all gladly admit to the fact that none of them are underrated. Yeah, well, and yeah, the Gen 1 ones are all great. Like, like you know, I I think that Gen One Pokemon in general um, are um, pretty you know pretty solid. They're pretty pretty much captured in the zeitgeist, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you know, obviously you can take those out. Um, but um, you know, moving on, uh, you know, uh, so so Gen Two are. Uh, do you think you know the Gen Two? Actually, all three Gen Two ones kind of get a lot of flack. I think you know. Oh. No, there is only one who gets flack. Yeah, and they are the queen of <laughs> underrated Pokemon. And that is my dear child, Chikorita. <laughs> yeah. so- I, I'm going to be honest. I have never played. I don't, I think maybe once when I was like a kid, but I don't 
whenever I have played second gen, I always pick Chikorita. I love Chikorita. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, stats wise, you know, actual like meta wise, not great. But I love, well, I think it's probably because I loved Chikorita so much in the anime. Yeah. Um, they had the most memorable arc <laughs> of any of the kind of second gen starters in the anime. Chikorita through Bayleaf to Magnesium to Magnesium. I can Meganium. never say- Meganium. She never evolved yeah. into Meganium in the end. Well, yeah, but like moving forward, like that, that, that yeah. evolutionary line, I've always loved. Um, and Chikorita was definitely, definitely always looked upon when I would be like, yeah, I have Chikorita as my starter. It'd always be people with Totodile or Cyndaquil, yeah. which mm-hmm. I love the Cyndaquil through Typhlosion line. And I love kind of the regional variant we've gotten of it. Um, but yeah, no, it's Chikorita. I think Chikorita is for sure, uh, you know, up there. Also, I love how <laughs> Calder uh, twenty seven. The comment says the Pokemon literally contains your name, Megan. So yes, uh, yeah. Just yeah. say, no wonder now, I love the the thing that I love about uh, you know Meganium is one of those Pokemon which. So I've always used Meganium when it's like been available to me, uh, basically as my sweet scent sweet scent Pokemon. Uh, mm-hmm. So you know, like you know, you could use sweet scent as kind of like an equivalent in HM to like draw. Uh, you know, contact, you know, to, to basically bring out encounters. And so I would, I would use, use that a lot. And she was, uh, Meganium was always my, uh, like, uh, just, just my, my, my spore machine. Uh, so, you know, I was always going and hitting, uh, Pokemon with like prayer, uh, prowl, sleep powder, stun spore, things like that. Like, uh, I don't think she had a, a, a single offensive move in her, like, uh, really, move no. set. Like, I never used any of her, like, offensive moves. It was just straight up, uh, this is the Pokemon that I bring out with me when I want to capture stuff. It was kind of like Venomoth was like that for me mm-hmm. in uh, Gen 1, uh, where it's yeah. like I always had a Venomoth, and it was only loaded up with uh, stats condition moves. Um, like, my favorite thing about the, the Chikorita line as they evolve up is that the character, the, the Pokemon isn't necessarily one that's, like, trying to do, t- like, DPS. It's not trying to, like, attack you and damage you and, like, stomp on your face. It's trying to do the strategic moves of, like, paralysis and sleep and to, like, give your other Pokemon a better chance um, at doing damage, which is why I always love. I, I, I just generally like that kind of play style, mm-hmm. um, especially when I was a kid and I was, like, too scared <laughs> to, like, do anything else um you know and i didn't play so aggressively um i always i always really loved that plus i just think chikorita is a cute little design it's like a little like bean shaped creature with legs and a little leaf on it It always gave me big pikmin vibes and i love pikmin so (laughs) i was it was like the best of both worlds it it's got that big um but i i loved that for those first two generations uh, you know, we had dinosaurs as our grass Pokemon theme. Like mm-hmm. our grass starters were both dinosaurs because you know Bulbasaur, obviously, even though it was more of a frog than a, you know, uh, right. you know dinosaur. And then you had like a Brontosaurus for your your Gen two, and then got thrown off by the you know uh, Sceptile, which I guess Sceptile could be considered a dinosaur yeah, as it's well. It's kind of like it was those like little tiny carnivore things you see in Jurassic Park. I don't know their actual names. I was yeah. not the dinosaur kid growing up, so I don't yeah, know their names. It's kind of a Velociraptor-ish. It's kind of like, yeah, there's definitely some sort of like, I know for sure there's creatures like that in Jurassic World slash Jurassic Park. So Yeah, yeah, we're going to stick with it. 
Yeah, uh, that seems that seems rooted in science enough for yeah. me. Yeah, genuine fact. <laughs> so, uh, Gen Gen Three starters, another pretty po- popular set of of starter Pokemon. Any 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 underrated and underheralded Pokemon now of that generation? Do you think? Not that I can really think of. You know, I was, the the oh, you know. So I, I'm controversial opinion time. Uh, you know, Torchic is always a really popular starter Pokemon, and I so strongly like Blaziken that, mm-hmm. like, you know, and you know, I even like, I even like use a Bla- like Blaziken was, you know, in X and Y was one of my like main Pokemon that I used a ton. Um, but I just not not a huge fan of uh not a huge fan of Torchic and uh, all those. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one is, uh, so gen three is another one where it's like firmly like in the zeitgeist, uh, gen four, any, any popular, any, any ones that you think is, uh, you know, underrated. I'm thinking that's, uh, I was thinking, oh, well, I mean, see, that's the problem. I think they're all underrated because I just love Piplup so much. Well, Piplup, Piplup is like the most popular of that generation. I mean, Piplup is the definition of overrated. So, like, the problem to me is like in comparison, Turtwig is like Turtwig is fine, and yeah. I think Chimchar is an extremely cute design. Yeah. I don't really care for it as a playstyle. Problem is, is I've never given them the time of day. I've never given them the time of day because I've always just cared about Piplup. So I would have to say every every starter in that gen except for Piplup is underrated sheerly because of how biased immensely I am popular my Piplup small is. Pink one. No, I, 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 say, I guess Turtwig maybe. I don't know. I've I've seen far. I've seen more Chimchar than I have seen Turtwig in my life. Yeah, Turtwig. I think Turtwig, uh, like as a base starter, is pretty underrated because mm-hmm. he doesn't have like the the cute factor that Piplup and uh, Chimchar have. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, uh, I I think that uh, of of the three fully evolved Pokemon, I I I, I Turtwig's evolution is escaping me at the second. Torterra, uh, Torterra is probably um, you know like uh, Tor- Torterra is. Uh, uh, Anyways, uh, Tor- Torterra is um, probably the most popular, um, you know, of the three starter. Like, it's most viable, you know. Um, uh, anyways, so that's that's Gen Four. Uh, I like Gen Five. I like is- honestly, I'd say everyone in Gen Five is underrated. <laughs> I think Black and White was like a weird dark period, at least for for me. It was a kind of a period where I did not really care for any of them, but. It- well, and this was like one of the ones where I think that, um, you know, I, I, I think that's where things get really interesting is, you know, black and white is probably the most unheralded of all the designs. But I love uh, the Snivy line. Like, uh, you know, that one has really? really grown on me. He, it creeps me. I don't know why. I think it's the name. I just, I just, there's something. I just. I don't know. There's not. I, if there's anyone I like, it's Oshawa, just because they look like an Animal Crossing villager, <laughs> like that. That that's been like one of my things. I'm like Oshawa definitely belongs in Animal Crossing. We should have had a crossover, and I stand by that to this day. Uh, I, if any of them, I say maybe Tepig is probably the most underrated. Not like just because uh, he evolves up into like Imbor and stuff. Which yeah, like, well, and no one. Like, that, I'm just like meh. like. Uh. Meh. There's other there's 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 better pig esque Pokemon I guess. 
Yeah. Um, so that, like I said, it's it's kind of an interesting, it's kind of an interesting conundrum. Uh, you know, so Gen Five, I think as as a whole, uh, you know, like I said, everyone and in, in our chat, everyone's just kind of like, yeah, Gen Five. Eh. Yeah, Gen Five's meh. I mean, and then as we move into Gen Six, because then we get Pokemon X and Y. There's definitely more attention put on to those starters because we have uh, my Lord and Savior Froakie. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Gr- Grim Ninja is you know. Uh, yeah, know, which was you know, clearly one of the faces of the modern day franchise. Like to this day, like you know, Can you I talk think about they... how dirty they did Chespin though. Yeah, Chespin. <laughs> Chespin, uh, Chespin, I... Chespin started off so good. You look at Chespin and you're like, that's a cute little Pokemon. He's got on a hat. He's got buck teeth, and then he evolves, and you're like, what did they do to you? <laughs> so. I, we've talked about like XY was like my return to the franchise. And so yeah. like I sat there and I like looked at the star Pokemon and like I, I went with Froakie and I was like, oh, Froakie, like awesome Pokemon. Uh, Fennekin, uh, pretty good. I, I like Fennekin. Yeah, Fennekin I thought- is who I began doing my starters with X and Y with. Yeah. I eventually became a Froakie uh, stan, but yeah. you know, Fennekin's where I started. Yeah, no, it's, you know, Fennekin's a great like I said, Fennekin, I think my wife chose Fennekin uh, yeah. when she started. Fennekin uh, does not evolve well, I do not believe. But as a base starter, super cute. Yeah. You know, you know who you know who doesn't, uh, you know, you know, and Chespin. No, I I've never spoken with anybody who's chosen Chespin as their starter. I don't I don't think I have either. Which is hilarious. Well, but I mean uh, yeah, it's just especially nowadays looking back because when you can see what he evolves into, like what did why I want to know why why yeah, that that, that one swing and a miss definitely yeah. a swing and a miss. Um. Uh. So then we get to uh, Sun and Moon. Uh, Sun and Moon, great starters, all of them, great starters, love them all. Yeah, I definitely say. Uh, Poplio is definitely the most underrated of the two. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, he, I mean, Rowlet is another face of the, you know, there's a whole Rowlet gang. And then Litten, I mean, as he evolves up, becomes just like an MMA fighter. <laughs> the, so the funny thing about uh Poplio is I think Poplio got hurt because it was like, and it's not even the first. So, you know, uh the starter Pokemon traditionally have been either, you know, like to, to get into not like culture war stuff or anything like that, but the, uh, the star Pokemon have traditionally been like coded somewhat like male esque or like gender neutral. And, you know, I think that Delphox and, you know, Delphox was probably the first like Pokemon that you look at it and you go, Oh, that's, that's more of a, a, a feminine Pokemon, even though not true there. Cause right. they all have the same 75, 25 split of male to female. Um, so, but you know, Delphox definitely, I guess, you know, uh, uh, kind of uh, doesn't look like a big burly manly man Pokemon. And then you've got, uh, you know, oh yeah, it's, it's even more than 75 uh, to 25. It's 87.5. Uh, uh, we've got somebody saying Meganium is arguably like... I, I would definitely refer- say Chikorita was definitely yeah. female. I, I always refer to Chikorita as a female. And I don't know if that's because of the anime, because Chikorita is a girl in the anime, or if that's... Right, why- yeah, it, it yeah. But what kind of going back to it is uh, Primarera, uh, Primarina, excuse me, uh, Poplio's final design is so explicit, explicitly a like female presenting like, you know, Pokemon, right. you know, uh, and again, even though it's, it's, it's male 
you know, you know, it still has the same like it's like seven to one ratio as right. you know all the other starter Pokemon. But I think like they was one of the first like Pokemon that really got hit with like all the weirdo culture war stuff that has like sprung up uh, recently. Um, and and I think that's what really you know knocked Primer uh, because I think that design is great. I I think that's yeah, a- it's a gorgeous design. I just think it's just like it. it I think it can alienate some yeah. players who prefer kind of having a more as as they evolve up a more gender neutral you know like because even if you look at chikorita i mean the problem with chikorita is because rita you know when you're looking at certain languages that it, yep. it is a feminine ending so chikorita just lends itself to that yeah but like if you look at litten which is an incredibly cute pokemon like that could go either way <laughs> so like that I, I i definitely see that as part of like the alienating conversation yeah, well, and then when you see Linton like evolve into Incineroar, and it's oh yeah, like, you know, they just become like an um, yeah a it's big there. burly that that gets back to that big burly manly man thing with that yeah they like have. they will destroy you, and which, or it, then you know you have Rowlet becomes like a samurai ninja owl yeah which, you know slaps <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm oh, not yeah. here for it. I was about to say the only the only uh, better one uh, the the only better design than Decidui is his and Decidui. The yes. freaking hat on the head just I know um, a plus like, plus goes into his full Naruto like weeb mode and I'm like yeah yeah no, I'm here for it this is mm-hmm, the, this mm-hmm. is the cosplay that I subscribe to um and, so so and then we get into the Scarlet and Violet and stuff. now we're into the recent years yeah the, the more recent years of Sword and Shield. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any, like, you know, and so, you know, it kind of gets Sobble. I think that a lot of people, like, uh, really hardcore and... identified with him at the start. Yeah. And when they I saw think... Inteleon, and it became such a polarizing thing. They were like, yeah. how did this Sobble become this thing? <laughs> Which I love Inteleon. I, whenever I do Sword and Shield playthroughs, I, I've, I've done a playthrough with each of these characters and, Sabo and Inteleon are still by far my favorite. Yeah. Um, I just think his, his evolutionary chain did not match the expectations of what we saw from Sabo at the outset. <laughs> you you are you are spot on. Uh, you know, I think my problem with Scarlet and Violet, with the exception of Grookey, which Grookey's just like, you know, slightly larger monkey. Uh, the both Cinderace and uh, you know, uh, uh, both uh, Score Bunny and Sobble's middle evolutions, uh, just I just was not impressed by those. They they look weird. Even Grookey's middle evolution, you know, yeah. they they all look like awkward teenagers. Which maybe that was like the point was like they uh, Game Freak went over there and like you know experienced like British teenagers and were like yeah we gotta make these guys just like they hit puberty hard and weird oh my gosh well so like Sobble like is just like a cute like guy listens to Hawthorne Heights exclusively like you know Ohio is for lovers the whole nine yards which I love and that's relatable I, I for me personally I just have almost zero interest in sports so Score Bunny became like really they're not unappealing like it's a great design i just don't really care their i their move said i don't really care grookey of the, any of them is probably my second favorite mainly mm. because he just is just like a massive monkey man yeah <laughs> yeah plays drums like no. amazing i would say it's, it's 
I don't know. I, it's hard for me to say which between Score Bunny or Grookey I would say is more underrated, but I feel like I'm leaning towards Score Bunny in this conversation from my perspective. See, I, I love Rillaboom because Rillaboom specifically appeals to me like that, that like fundamental part of your like soul that is into King Kong. Like, you know, right? yeah, like and that's the thing. We don't we don't have too many like really solid gorilla Pokemon and Pokemon. We have slacking and slacking sucks. Um, right. And, you know, I, I can't think of I'm sure somebody's like going to point out like, oh, how dare you? you know, like miscode this random fake Pokemon. But like Rillaboom's really it in terms of our gorilla Pokemon. I love yeah. gorilla Pokemon. We should have more gorilla Pokemon. Right, like um, he helps complete like my kaiju line that I'm trying yeah. to make. Like when I'm out here trying to like, like my, make my monster verse team, Rillaboom is my stand-in for Kong. <laughs> my, my only disappointment from the Scarlet and Violet era is that they did not have some sort of unique animation so that Rillaboom could... Climb up Duraludon uh, when it gigantamaxes. <laughs> that, that was too much animation on their part. It, <laughs> they just couldn't, couldn't handle it. It would have broken the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got an animation budget. Don't even. Um, and then that brings us to uh, Scarlet and Violet, um, where, you know, I, I, I having, having played through. All of them. I, I will say this. I think Skeledurge is probably going to be the underrated Pokemon of the generation. Everyone thinks that all of the, uh, you know, all, all of the Scarlet and Violet uh, evolutions are pretty weird, except mm -hmm. for maybe Mouscarada. Um, Mouscarada rocks. I love Mouscarada for the record. Oh, yeah. Like, just top notch Pokemon design there. Um, but like, I think Skeledurge will turn into like the one that like people are like, oh, yeah, that's a good Pokemon. Quaquavel, just a, just a, absolute miss on every level um, oh yeah our little donald duck wannabe just did not it didn't didn't did not sit well i mean sprigatito was the standout oh yeah you, you... and it, it still is so i i wouldn't say they're overrated by any means but i you know they're definitely the most popular uh in terms of just like anime and you see that with the new pokemon anime sprigatito is like the mascot for the main female protagonist and Fue Coco is going to be the partner for Roy. So yeah. You know, and Quaxley's like, Oh, you Quaxley's just character. like, I'm just going to be flipping my hair over here in the background. <laughs> like, I don't know what, I don't know what he's doing. I, uh, I, I think that I wouldn't like detest Quaquavel as much if he just would stand still. Like I get that, like doing the Samba is like part of his thing. Um, but it's just like he he reminds me of like an obnoxious Antonio Banderas. Um I, you know, so. I like I think his name is, is I, I think his name is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I like I just, I just have I just have such a bad enunciation issue with saying Quokabal, and I know that's on me. Uh so when uh oh I forgot there's there when I saw one of my friends playing it, I just started calling him Quakeway. <laughs> <laughs> like like i just i forgot that was honestly his full name was quaquavel because i just call him quakeway which honestly i think the pokemon company should have gone with because uh that's that's an excellent name uh but yeah no sprigatito that's yes. where it's that's where top, it's at for me top tier you know i'm gonna like laugh when like uh the next time i like see like the pokemon company people and they like were like oh yeah Quiqua it's it, it it will not be pronounced quaquavel i guarantee it they'll, they'll they'll tell me it's something entirely different and i will be uh looking like it's like oh it's like rayquaza and it's like 
what? If it is Quick Quasel, I'll lose my mind because that means I was actually correct. <laughs> because that was that's just me joking. <laughs> yeah, no, or maybe it's like Quack Quavel because it's because it's Quack oh, Quack. Oh, Quack. Quack quavel, quack quavel. Yeah, oh my god. Oh, that's probably uh, quack quavel. That's almost that's almost certainly how it's supposed North- to be pronounced. Knowing the Pokemon Company, the problem is, is the new anime hasn't introduced yeah. <laughs> Quaxley or anybody other than like Foy Coco and Sprigatito. So you know, eventually they get to that point where they're introducing these pronunciations. I'll be more than happy to inform the group at large. Uh, but yeah, that's where we're at for right now. Quack wobble. Um, quack, qu- quack wobble is what Siege Luigi says in the uh, quack wobble. Listen, North like, America. That makes sense. Like, it makes sense. There's still always like North American championships are only like a couple of months away. And uh, so I'll, I'll be, I'll be, you know, that's in my hometown. And, you know, I know that some Pokemon, some official TPC people uh, will be attending. So I will, uh, I-, I will definitely get the rundown on how you say that dancing duck's name. Uh, anyways, it's it is shockingly about time for our podcast to to end, despite the fact that Jim's not here. Me and Megan were able to fill up an hour of your time. Look at that TCG with, mispronunciations. You get everything and more with us here. Yeah, you know, uh, we, we 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 rock this episode as we usually do. Of uh, course, there was never a doubt. So the the only thing that's left is to, for our Poke Fact of the Week. Uh, it's one of my favorite Pokemon, so I'm very it, Yeah, Flygon! We're talking about the Flygon line. The Flygon line is such a great Pokemon. Such a cool design. So, I I love Flygon. Oh, man. Flygon's so cool. When I see it, like, in any game, like, bet that I'm going to have it on my team. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, the fun thing is, Flygon is based on an unexpected type of bug. And it is a, a bug known as the antlion. So the, the antlion uh, is also uh, known as uh, doodle bugs. Um, they are uh, pretty, antlions are pretty common in, uh, I'm, I'm trying to find their ecology. Um, uh, they, they are found in the uh, southern United States. Um, you know, they're, they're found all around the world, uh, all around the world. Um, but you know, I would have never expected that the, the, you know, Flygon is based on the antlion, but trap inch is very, is what the, uh, you know, gives us the clue there. So trap inch, uh, you know, hides in like these conical pits, which is the exactly the same kind of pit that antlion larvae, which is, that is what they are known as, uh, uh, doodle bugs. Um, you know, that is the exact same kind of, uh, hole that the larva of, uh, antlions actually hide in. So, you know, there's a, a very specifically like a one-to-one correlation. Um, mm-hmm. and so I would have never, cause I always wondered like what, what, what the heck is going on with Flygon? Cause Flygon is such a brilliant Pokemon and it evolves from like Trap Inch, which Trap Inch is yeah. like, just like a weird, ugly Pac-Man thing. And it's like, no, right. no, it's. It's like an antlion, and I would have never, I never picked up on that. One of my greatest, 
Now, I wouldn't say greatest regrets on my end because, you know, I don't create the Pokemon series. I just talk about it. Uh, but one of my biggest, like, what if moments that I wish the Pokemon company had seen through is in the past, Ken Sugimori has said that, you know, they were drafting ideas to give Flygon a mega evolution. Yeah. And they chose not to give him one. And it it's one of those things that when I, if I let myself think, I get really mad because <laughs> I love the mega evolutions i've praised it top to bottom time and time again i would have loved to have seen a flygon mega evolution and i know people have come up with like their own headcanon mocks of what that character would have looked like mega evolved even though we've already discussed mega evolutions fundamentally hurt the pokemon (laughs) that's using them like i just want to know like what it could have been what we could have had it Flygon is one of those Pokemon. It's that it's kind of like what Dunsparce was for the longest time. Everyone was like, "Give us more Dunsparce! Like, give us a Dunsparce evolution." Basically, since they started like evolving existing species of Pokemon, people were like, mm-hmm. "Evolve Dunsparce!" Uh, like Flygon, everyone's like, "Give Flygon something cool!" Like, give Flygon right. mega evolution. When I saw give- Flygon in the wild area at, of Sword and Shield, like that, the first time I will, I lost my mind. I was so excited to see Flygon out in that like deserty area. So yeah. give me like Flygon gone or like something. I don't care. You gave me Dun Sparse Sparse or whatever or Dun Dun Sparse. Yeah. Give me give me Flygon gone. I was gonna say, <laughs> give, give me, me give us give us Gigantamax Flygon or or something oh like that. Oh my gosh. Uh, it it kind of makes me wonder if so the the big rumor about the DLC for Scarlet and Violet is that for the terror types, they're gonna like do a like uh kind of like a, a certain Pokemon will when coupled with certain Terra types, will have like a special Terra, like not evolution, but like a look. Like mm-hmm. they're they the the rumor is like Terra masks or something like that. Uh, and I I now we're getting to the part where I wonder like maybe Flygon will finally get its due. Um, probably yeah, who not. Knows? At this point, I would I would love to see that, but you know, we'll we'll find out. Wow. Well, anyways, that is all we've got here for uh, this episode. Uh, but thank you for all of you who listen to us. Uh, it's it's always a blast to hang out with you in the chat. Uh, and uh, even though I'm not technically hanging out with you, I'm responding to you. Um, but, um, you know, thank you. Thank you always for listening. If you, you are listening after the fact, you know, be sure to catch us live if you can. Monday, uh, noon Eastern, we're on uh, twitch.tv slash comic, bo- uh, comic book. Wow, comic bomb. Look, see, this is just the episode of mispronunciations here. I'm, I'm just all doing, right. I'm just doing too much talking. Uh, anyways, uh, so, um, anyways, yeah. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow the podcast at at PokemonPodCB. That's where we post all of our Pokemon news of the week, and boys, there always a lot of it. You can follow Megan at MeganPeterCB. You can follow me at SeahofferCBus. You can follow Jim at. Uh, He's at Jim Viscardi, not at James Viscardi. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. I'm sure we'll have another blast of an episode next week. Can't wait to yeah. see what happens. So until then, peace out, everyone. Catch you later.